Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. All right, y'all. I am here today with Chelsea Scott. She's a writer, a content creator, and the face behind the smart lifestyle blog, The Millennial Miss. TMM is a single source destination of inspirational yet relatable content, and we all know we need more of that in our lives. And her social and digital platforms have become a place for advice giving and sharing an open and real conversation amongst millennial females going through the same stage of life. So welcome, Chelsea. Hi, I feel like that was just amazing. Like we could just, you know, be done. That was great. <laughs> right. I know. I love introing people. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I'm like, like I want wow, a personal all the intro work is person. Done. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the end of this And great to talk to you guys. <laughs> so I, okay, I love your platform and how it's, you know, about being real and open of what it is to be a millennial because, you know, yes, there's the whole piece of like what like our grandparents think of millennials and what our parents think of the millennials. But I feel like it's very different um, when you're actually like, I'm 28, for example. And so I don't really... I don't know. I just feel like being 28 is making me realize being a millennial is still weirder and weirder, weirder with age. Like 28 all of a sudden feels so confusing to me. No, I totally agree <laughs> with you. You know, it's so funny. Like I just find it so interesting, you know, all the trials and tribulations that we like collectively, you know, as a 20 something community go through. And that's kind of where I just, you know, like in my personal time where I had sparked this idea, you know, at the time when I started Millennial Miss, I was a young 20 something and I was going through all these different facets of life, you know, going through my first apartment, um, moving mm-hmm. to a new city, finding friends, relationship, you know, roller coasters. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I the only one going through all of this at the same time, you know, or is there someone <laughs> yeah. else, anyone else out there going through this? And when, you know, I started to open up about it, like, you know, did it make everything rainbows and sunshine? You know, all these girls started pouring in like, hey, I feel you. Like, I'm going through this too. And I just found it, you know, just so interesting and something that I really wanted to talk about instead of kind of just pretending like everyone has it together because that's so not the reality, even though it can kind of be perceived to be. Oh, totally. And I'm so excited to dive in. I have, like, particularly friendships, making friends as adults, and relationships. Those are the two things that I hope we dive yes, deeper on. Yes, let's do this. it. I am all in. <laughs> Amazing. So before we kick it off, I like to do a little this or that icebreaker. So if you're okay. down, we will get started with that. I'm ready. Cool. Are you an early riser or a night owl? Early riser. Have you always been an early riser? Yes. Really? Always. I'm so jealous. Like, I'm trying I, to learn how to be one. I get like this weird, almost like embarrassing high off of it being like 9 a.m. I'm like, oh, I've already done more than people have already today. You know what I mean? I'm like, yep, yeah, got it. <laughs> yep. It, it is really cool when like I do force myself to get up at like 6.30. This happens so rarely. Yeah. Let me preface by saying that. But it's like, wow, it's 10 a.m. and like I feel like I can just like take my time the rest of the day. This feels liberating. Yeah, no, I, that's exactly how I feel. I love it. I love that you can do that every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm aspiring to be early riser. <laughs> um, tea or coffee? Um, tea. Yes, tea. Not going to lie, there's definitely coffee spread in there. Okay. Probably more than none, but like I love me a good cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts or books? Books. You're the first person to say that. Am I? You guys, I feel like I really <laughs> have this like old soul. I don't know. Like I love holding a book and like feeling the pages. Like mm-hmm. I know it's probably so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something that I'm able to do as much as I would really love to. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, getting lost in a book is just so, so good. I agree. I love a hard book cover book too 
there's just something that feels also luxurious about a hardcover book. Yeah, I agree. You know, everyone's like, oh, I got my Kindle. I'm like, cool. I'm lugging around this heavy book because <laughs> I love it, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, do you wear a colorful wardrobe or a neutral wardrobe? I would say colorful. Yeah. yeah. Mimosa or Bloody Mary? Uh, mimosa. And then the last one is takeout or cooking. I wish I could say cooking, y'all, but I <laughs> am just so unskilled. Like, I thought about lying for a second. I'd be like, yeah, cooking. But my husband would be like, ha, jokes. Um, so take out 100%. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of food did you take out with? Um, I mean, God, I am so not picky with food. I mean, whether Same. it's, yeah, like, I'm just whatever I'm good with. I will always find something on the menu that I can eat. Yeah. Postmates should sponsor me because I like I know the Postmates delivery guy at this point. Wait, no kidding though. I will go in <laughs> on that sponsorship with you because like Let's Postmates like pretty sure we're keeping you a business. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We need to make that happen. All right. And I will send the email after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so now let's let's segue a little bit and dive into your business and you know the millennial miss and before we dive into like the really juicy stuff that I that I'm personally most excited to talk about I do think it's important to talk about how this even came to be and become what it is today yeah so um I'll give you guys I guess kind of the nutshell version so you stick with me um (laughs) uh right after college I Basically, just I was going through this really awful breakup, and I packed up life and I moved to LA. Um, I was fr- I'm from South Florida, and so you know I kind of just jet set it across the country, and I was in this really weird place in life that I was just um, you know I was feeling pretty lost, but I was you know heart and soul determined just to figure it out. Um, you know, so there I was living in LA, and I'd gone through. Gosh, such an assortment of jobs from like Hollywood assistant to sitting at a cubicle to babysitting just to pay my rent, you know, like all these different facets. And there came a point where I, um, I've always loved to write. There's something about pen to paper that's really, really therapeutic to me. Um, and after I was actually let go from one of my jobs in LA, I realized that I didn't write anymore. So I picked a pen and paper and I started publishing, you know, little little pieces of content here and there, not on my own platform. And that's when I really realized that I was onto something. You know, I received messages from, you know, Susie Q in Louisiana, who's like, hey, I know you don't know me, but I can so relate. And I'm, here's what I'm going through. And all of a sudden, all these people started opening up to me. And I just thought it was just, you know, kind of like I said earlier, I just thought it was so interesting that no matter, you know, whether it was me, you know, as a 23-year-old living in L.A., you know, Mm -hmm. or so-and-so in Ohio at 27, we all cross the same trials and tribulations. So um, I just have the type of personality that I feel like, you know, I never really have anything to lose. Like, so why not Mm -hmm. go for it? Um, So, you know, cut to after a lot of graphic designs and redos and, you know, kind of blood, sweat and tears behind the screen, um, the millennial miss was born and it's, you know, it's something that I didn't really ever kind of, you know, see myself doing, but I'm so, so glad and really do feel blessed and fortunate that this is now my business. Um, and yeah, so I guess in a really small nutshell, that's, that's kind of where the, where the idea bloomed from. Yeah, I love that. And so kind of a reoccurring theme on this podcast is when it comes to influencers or anyone who's really, you know, has a public voice and mm-hmm. has been able to create a career around that, it's not about like, uh, oh, this seemed like a career path that would make me a lot of money. It's like it all stemmed from like a greater why of like just making an imprint, yeah. whether it's in bettering your life or bettering at least like maybe two other people's lives. And like it started that's what I'm just seeing over and over again. And this is what I tell my clients too. Like, yes, now we know this is a career, but there was a time where, you know, the people who are really like making an impact, it's not because they thought it's this get rich quick 
like no, easy job. No, not at all. I mean, to be fully transparent, I probably didn't make more than a cent like for the first two years. I oh, just think, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. easily, you know, it just became this, you know, like this side passion where I, it was kind of my, um, like my window to get away from at the time I was at this awful cubicle job. And, it, you know, I came home and I, you know, just, I would dive into the millennial mess and this article and, you know, answering so-and-so's email. And I just, it became something that I really fell in love with. I had no idea that, you know, lo and behold, you know, that until you put that business hat on, do you realize the full potential, you know, and now that social media is such just a massive market that is overtaking, honestly, the world, in my opinion, you know, um, you know, I, I moved out to LA, you know, cause I wanted to be on TV. Like that's what I, um, majored in, you know, broadcast journalism. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't, you know, now it's kind of funny that I'm like, so behind the screen, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's so interesting. It's definitely, you know, being the influencer and the content creator in that world is such an interesting space, you know? And I feel like once you really find your niche and if you, um, you know, if you really have your eyes set on something and wiggle your way, you can really make it into an incredible platform. Mm-hmm. And provided that like you have that like why like that strong why that's going to get you through those months of like Mm -hmm. it not being something that's paying the bills per se totally I mean I have cried so many times and I've been like you know why why am I still doing this you know it's 11 30 at night and am I just writing this article just for my mom to read you know what I mean like and I cried yesterday Chelsea I feel you girl and it's so interesting you know it's like from what, you know, I can even tell within myself, with you know, just the small community that I've created, you know, everyone, I feel like kind of has this perception that every blogger, Instagrammer, whoever is always just out and about every single day, you know, and for me personally, like I am sitting at my desk with a messy bun and sweatpants on more times than I am, you know, prancing around side. So it kind of comes like this lonely, isolated, um, you know, places like me and my laptop, you know, 23 hours out of the day so it's like if you don't have your why like if I didn't have a why to come back to every single day I don't think that there's a chance that I would be doing this totally what was that moment when you realized okay actually it is time to put my business hat on um I gosh I was really um I was kind of feeling a little stuck and I think at that point I was now looking back, actually, it's a great question because I was trying to find my why. Mm -hmm. And it kind of became, I started to question my own self. You know, I came to a point where I was just pumping out content constantly. And I thought, you know, hey, I would so much rather be out with my girlfriends on a Thursday night, you know, than sitting behind this computer. So we've got to make a switch. You know, this either has to be for a massive reason or a bigger purpose, or like, you know, I'm going to close the computer and go, go enjoy you know, a different side of life. Um, so I, you know, I, I really just had this internal chat and I felt something, you know, not to sound like Pinterest, but I really felt something, you know, like in the bottom of my stomach, like in my soul, like, Hey, give this, give this a fair shot. You know, like you're not done yet. You're kind of only just beginning. So let's, let's do this. Um, and that was, you know, just, you know, conversation with myself in the mirror. And I said, all right, you know, here we go. Um, and at the time, you know, I, I'm all about, you know, having a planner and, you know, having my life color coded. So, you know, I gave myself a specific window of time and I said, you know, here's, here's what you got to do. Um, and it really put my feet to the fire to make it happen. I love that. And I love that, you know, it was a conversation you had with yourself because I think it can't come from an outside place if you're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. You know, whether you have you know, a team of 15 people or whether it's just you and yourself, I think, especially if you're in a place where you're creating, um, you know, content full of words and ideas and advice, you know, that's coming. Every piece that I write has, has come from a personal place in my life, whether I say like, Hey guys, this is what I went through. You know, I usually try to take mm-hmm. it a different spin, you know, cause it is so not about me, but like, so that's coming from a place that I have to dig into every time I hit publish. So right you know, if that's, if that's not something that I want to be doing, you know, there's no reason, you know, to, to push myself to do that. Right. Like whether, you know, the person who is the face of whatever it is, you know, they've got to be a hundred percent in or their work is going to reflect that, 
you know, quite the opposite. And then no one is going to, you know, lean on them for anything. Right. Have you ever had moments where you realize you're creating content that maybe felt forced or maybe felt like this is what I should do? Or have you always been really in tune with that check-in of like, no, this is like true to me and the millennialness? You know, I feel like that's an interesting question. And I applaud you for asking that. Um, I made myself a promise before, right before I, you know, really realized that, oh, wow, I can make this a business, you know, that I can be a walking brand. Um, I made myself a promise that I will not, you know, partner, team up with, collaborate, whatever you want to call it, with a product or a brand that I don't personally use and or, you know, genuinely like. Um, You know, so I, like, for instance, like I use Crest White Strips, right? Like Mm -hmm. until or and if, you know, if I ever use the other teeth whitening products that are all over Instagram, like I am not going to do that just because they're going to pay me a solid paycheck. Um, so, you know, it's been interesting for me. I think sometimes that's why I've been, um, a little slower on the growth, you know, with numbers, you know, cause I, I'm, mm-hmm. I've really made it just like a solid point. Like, Hey, Charles, like if you're not going to take those gummies, then why are you gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then why are you going to promote them? Um, yeah. and that's just, it's just really important to me, but on the very cool side, I think because of that, I've created a community where girls, you know, my followers, you know, who I really just call like my virtual friends, right? I feel like they really trust me. Um, Mm -hmm. and they know that they can always, you know, slide into my DMs and ask something. I'm going to give them my true and honest response. I'm never going to post something if I haven't, you know, used it and or really like it. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the amazing things about the influencer space is that, you know, in the past we've gone through watching commercials on TV that are geared towards kind of everyone and Mm -hmm. so 90% don't feel like they pertain to you to a way that like you can get exposed to a product that is that you'd be so excited about but kind of like what can crash that and kind of like deplete that of all the benefits is if influencers take advantage and only talk about things because they're getting paid for it and that could like easily kill the industry. Totally. And I think it's so important whether you have one follower or 1 million followers to whether there is a money sign behind that or not. Like if you just genuinely like something, like for instance, like I love the, I think they're like the DW home candles or whatever, you know, that you get Mm -hmm. at home goods. Yeah. I'm like, I will post those all day, every day. Like I always have a candle in my house. By no means is that like an ongoing sponsorship. You know right. what I mean? I'm like, hey yeah. guys, like love the crap out of these candles. Um, you know, so I, you know, just to like open up about different areas of your life. Um, I think it's scary because there's a vulnerable sense to that. But mm-hmm. people always want to know um, what you're loving, what works for you, fitness, health, wellness, you know, whatever it is. Like I, th- and that's if you have a platform, I think it's really fun to share. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even the people who I love to follow, like I love hearing about what new product they're using. Exactly. Then, same. But the thing is like, if all of a sudden I notice every two weeks they have a new favorite makeup or favorite mascara of all time. Then I get oh, a little girl, suspicious. I am the same. I'm like, all right, I believed you. And now I don't, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. like you fooled me, but not again. Like I got your number. Exactly. Uh, oh my gosh. It's funny. I know. So when it comes to the influencer space, I think a lot of people starting out, they do look at what everyone else is doing. And this is going to kind of segue into social media comparison, but they assume I just need to take any brand partnership just because that's what everyone else is doing. And that's the only way that I can feel like I'm not a fraud or something mm-hmm. like that. So what would you say about that to, for someone who's starting out and they are taking those, even, ex, you know, posting the free product that doesn't feel aligned to them at all? What advice do you have? I mean, here's kind of how, gosh, this is, this is basically how I view it. Like your brand is you, you are your brand. So if every day you have to wake up and post something or share something on your stories that isn't authentic to you, it may not become exhausting in the first two, three weeks of you starting out, but I promise you in the first few months, the you know, the first few years, like if you are not posting things and or if you're trying to, you know, 
put yourself out as something else and or liking something that you don't like, like putting on that facade is going to become very mentally exhausting and you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. So why even put yourself in that position to do so when you could really be putting your energy towards, you know, landing some just awesome collaborations of dream brands that you've always wanted to work with and not just oversaturating your brands out of the gate, you know, with just basically crap, right? With things that you can't even stand behind and you're just saying, Hey, love this tea. You know, like don't do that to yourself. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do this, do it in the right way because you owe it to yourself and you, you know, owe it to your brand and your community. Absolutely. And even, you know, brands are going to look at like the quality of content that you provide. And if they think that you're just working with anyone who has a heartbeat, then they're going right, to totally. be like, are you just reaching out to us? Because you're one of the many brands that you send out a mass email to. Yeah. So like, it's, I, I love that because you're right. Like it's about just being intentional with everything and everything's kind of a domino effect when you're intentional about one thing, then it's going to show up in other ways in your life. 100%. Like one of my favorite quotes, you know, if you build it, they will come, you know, Mm -hmm. you just have to really strategically build it and make sure that your foundation is strong. You know, you didn't skip any steps in the foundation. So you could race, you know, to get the second floor built, like take the time and building that every, I get a ton of DMS every week. Hey Chelsea, can you tell me, you know, your top five tips of building a blog? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, right (laughs) out the gate, they're like, Hey, how do I make this, you know, a full blown business? I'm like, yeah, Oh, pop the, the million brakes, dollar girl. one. Yep. I'm like, I did this for three years, you know, and I didn't even yeah. like, you know, so just, it's kind of one of those things where I hate to be like, well, when I was in that position, but like, you know, patience is not everyone's friend. Um, so if you yeah. don't have a patient bone in your body, find one, um, you know, cause this, it really doesn't happen, or at least in my experience, you know, this hasn't happened overnight you know, I feel like a few girls, you know, who are at the top of the industry, you know, when they started this seven, eight years ago before, Mm -hmm. you know, the industry was even thought of, um, you know, they, I applaud them because their business hats had been on for a really long time and they caught the wave, you know, just at the beginning. Um, you know, but just be patient with yourself and, you know, really just have a very, very clear visual of what you're trying to build. Yeah, totally. And I think that's something that's really important for everyone to remember, no matter what phase they're in, is that you just can't compare yourself to people who have been doing it for years, longer than you have, because everyone has a different phase. 100%. I mean, I have been just sucked so deep into the Instagram stalking comparison circle. Mm -hmm. You know, you click on one girl and all of a sudden you're 35 photos and on her and then you find this girl and I mean you guys the Instagram is such an incredible platform but you have to use it um knowing that it you know taking it really for what it is right like for me for instance if I post one photo there is easily 45 professionally taken photos behind it with my eyes closed (laughs) with bad light you know what I mean it's like it is honestly a highlight reel and it is going to be the best of the best. And it's going to be the best moments with their husband and the best vacation they've been on and the cutest dress that they took, you know, an hour to style, um, you know, and it's, it's honestly something that I wish that I had really known deep down inside of myself a long time ago, because I have been so lost in the, you know, again, like, well, why am I doing this? You know, if all of these other girls have this mess amount of following and I know that they're getting this campaign and oh my god they're working with American Express and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and it's really hard to be like all right stick your path because you have a reason that you're on your path um but I mean yeah just you know when you lay down you know your head (laughs) at night just know that it is it's literally a highlight reel and they are people too and everyone has their shitty days and everyone gets into fight with their spouse and you know everyone has just worn an atrociously ugly outfit and everyone has pimples and you know what I mean it's like (laughs) it's it's just it's just a photo yep and that's actually why I love Instagram stories so much because it's interesting for me there's people that I have unfollowed because Instagram stories, I'm like, okay, whoa, we don't vibe. 
even yeah. though your pictures are pretty. Yep. And then the other way is there are some people who I thought their feed was so curated, it drove me nuts and I unfollowed them. And then I'd have a friend like say, you should watch her Instagram story. She's really funny. And it's true. It's like she's hilarious. And I'm like, I would have never known because your photos are just so picture perfect, you know? Yeah, no. And you know, I think I'm obsessed with Instagram stories. So if you guys follow me, like they, they're always up. Um, because I think it's just a really fun, different side to like you said, you know what I mean? I could post this just perfectly edited, you know, lighting on point photo. But in reality, when I posted that photo, I'm literally sitting in sweatpants. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) just talking about God knows what I'm Instagram story. So I think it's kind of like this fun, like almost two different worlds, you know, like expectation versus reality kind of thing. Yeah. Um, You know, and you get a really put, um, you know, more of like a face to a handle, I guess, you know what I mean? And really learn. I think if you use Instagram stories, right, you know, a little more, um, you know, you can learn a little bit more about that person and have mm-hmm. them feel like, oh, like how fun I get it. Yeah, so. I think it's such a key thing. And again, when it comes to your community, like that's how you can give more to your community at the end of the day is by showing more of you and in every kind of capacity that you really can to build totally. that relationship. I mean, you have to ask like why, you know, kind of like what we were just talking about, there are a million and five people that you could follow. So it's like, mm-hmm. what, what is the why of why someone's going to hit the follow button on your profile? You know, yeah. like, and whatever it is, that's fine, but you have to have that why. Absolutely. So let's kind of dive into the millennial life stuff, because I think whether you're 21, 25, 29, or even like 30, 35, I feel like life is different than it was for, you know, of course it's different from our parents. Like their generation was different from their parents, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there are so many differing factors now in terms of social media, in terms of what, how society is shifting. Like even like when it comes to when should you be married or when should you have kids? So I want to dive into this. And the first place I want to start with is we are a generation that we're not afraid to pick up and move. Like you picked up, moved to LA. I did the same thing. I went to LA for undergrad. Then I moved to Texas. Then I moved back to LA. uh, And then I moved to Kansas City. Like I'm not afraid of picking up and going. But that being said, it's really hard to make friends as an adult. Oh my gosh. Whereas like my mom is like friends with the people she's been friends with since like kindergarten. Yeah. No, I literally was just... I'm not even kidding you guys. I was just having this text conversation with one of my best friends from college yesterday. You know, she asked me, so my husband plays baseball. Um, and with that, we move around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she just kind of me, we're at the beginning of the season. You know, she just sent me, you know, just like the really good friend, like, hey, Chelsea, just checking in on you. You know, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Text message. And I was like, you know, Eric, I'm good. I, you know, I'm really trying to make some friends outside of the baseball world, but it's just so awkward. You know, it's like this hey, I'm Chelsea, will you be my friend? You know, like we're not in kindergarten anymore. Yeah. Um, You know, so we had this whole conversation and it's, you know, and I think as women, you know, as much as we kind of want to be like, we're so open and supporting each other, I think there is this whole other side that it's, you know, I just, I can just imagine, I feel like as a guy, it's probably easier to make friends later on in life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, there, of course, like there are so many little like tips and tricks to try to make friends, you know, whether... You know, you just literally put yourself out there, you know, at a workout class and you're like, you know, if you guys are always in the same class together, you know, start a conversation or if you're always at the same coffee shop or, you know, you literally just, you know, if your best friend's cousin's co-worker, you know, lives in the same <laughs> state, you know, that now that you do, you know, ask her to grab coffee, you yeah. know, but I, you've got to put yourself out there or else, you know, friends are really not going to come knocking on your door, I promise. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, that's what I've been waiting for. I know. I know. Some days I wait for it too. I'm like, who wants to be my friend? Um, you know, so it just becomes this almost, it's like this really vulnerable state, you know, you're like going on these girl dates, right? Like, Hey, I wonder if she's going to like me. (laughs) So I feel you on that. Yeah. Well, and I think before there's the tips and tricks piece to it, even you, and your platform being like, hey, y'all, I, you're not alone. Like, that's the first thing. Because I think if 
you feel like you're the only person who's like trying to meet new people, make new friends in a new city, you're less likely to approach someone in your like soul cycle class if you think that no one else has this problem but you. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, it's really, and I think it's, I don't know why, honestly, people don't talk about it more. Um, Because I feel like at least probably half of the audience listening now has been like, oh God, I've been in that position too. Like how lonely and how awkward. Um, So, you know, I've actually wrote about this a few times because I think it's so important, you know, in friendship and having relationships in your life is is so enriching and it's so necessary. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so really like if you're ever kind of going through that awkward phase, you know, like you just moved because of your spouse or a job, if you're like, well, I'm going, you know, for whatever reason, like. You know, A, I'm so happy to talk to you about it. Um, you know, B, you just really got to like kind of take a breath and know that, you know, good things always take a little time and just, you know, you, you've got to be confident and comfortable with yourself to put yourself out there like, hey, you know, I'm new here. Uh, you know, like being the new girl in school. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it's always, you, you look back and you're going to be like, oh, that was such a good thing that I did put myself out there in that way. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the types of friendships that I want to have. It, It's always worth it. It is always worth it. I think it is so incredibly powerful to be outside of your comfort zone. You know, my personality and I've just, I've always been the type of person where, um, Everything has to be planned. I don't want surprises. The unknown terrifies me. Everything just has to fit into the bubble of my comfort zone. And, you know, so when I moved out to LA, I think I don't know where I grew those balls from because it was so (laughs) outside of my norm. You know, now marrying someone who's, you know, we constantly, our life is kind of like a question mark. You know, we're constantly on the go and packing up and going here and there. You know, it has taught me so much about myself and honestly has just been like this beautiful blessing Um, because you know when you really figure yourself out and when you're almost kind of forced to become your own best friend um, Mm -hmm. you take leaps and bounds you know just as a human and you know the things that you learn about yourself and about your environment and what's really important to you and where you should put your energy and time um, is completely invaluable. Mm -hmm. And I think that completely translates over to dating in your 20s as well because there's so much to finding the right person that starts Mm -hmm. with like you being confident in yourself and knowing what you want and what you need and what you know you deserve and I mean that's the key to any healthy relationship whether it's a friendship or a partnership is like starts within yourself like are you cool with being your own best friend. 100%. I mean, I'm so infatuated just by relationships in general, you know, relationship with yourself, with friends, with a spouse, a partner, whatever you want to call it. It is something that I'm just, um, just completely fascinated by. Um, and I'm really one of those girls, you know, I wholeheartedly believe in love, you know, and that timing is everything. And I have been through just an array of different relationships, you know, looking back at every single one and every heartbreak and every tear and every question, you know, I've really realized why each happened, why they were each present in my life and what purpose they served, you know, and like what lesson I can walk away from. And, you know, so I have so been the girl that has literally thought the world is going to end, you know, because, you know, him and I broke up or whatever it is, you know, I've also been in the relationship where I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't even like you. So I'm not, you know, I'm confused why we're spending time together. You know, <laughs> I've gone through such a roller coaster of different experiences. And I think um, it's really important to experience an array of different humans in your life. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it only brings just really cool at the end of the day, you know, maybe not in the time I probably wouldn't be giving the same spiel like if I was going through it at the time I'd be like oh my god don't do it Um, (laughs) you know so and I just you know and then I went through this period where I was so lonely and I was so jaded by dating and I was like oh my god I am 100% going to be that girl who's just literally alone forever Um, Mm -hmm. you know and it really forced me to kind of look within and be like all right what's going on here Chels Um, you know kind of circling back to I became I really found a way just to be so 
happy and just genuinely content with who I am as a person and, you know, the woman that I was becoming. And, you know, that's, you know, right at the time that my now husband came into my life and it became this whole, I was just infatuated, like, wow, you know, what people say is really true. You know, A, not only is timing everything, but B, when you're so fulfilled with yourself, you know, you don't need someone else to complete that puzzle. You know, they only Mm -hmm. add to it. You know, you don't need someone to complete you. Like you should be able to complete yourself first and foremost. Um, You know, and if you have someone that enriches that, that's amazing. Um, But I don't think ever, you know, like jet set out to be like, oh my God, I have to find my missing piece. Um, Right. You know. Because you're not. You're you're not. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you and your husband meet? So um, we actually went to high school together. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, we dated for like a hot second in high school. Um, <laughs> I broke up with him in our high school parking lot. Um, <laughs> you know, just really romantic and no true fairy tale. Um, and then he was a year above me grade wise. And we just, you know, he went to college, I went to college. Um, we literally lost touch for probably like five, six years. Um, and this is why I'm forever thankful for my cubicle job. I was at this just awful job. My soul was being sucked from my body sitting there every day from nine to five. And I was on Facebook and for whatever reason, I thought it was just a really good idea to send him a message. You know, just like, hey, Robbie, hope all is well. Um, You know, his sister and I had kept in touch over the years. And I was just like, you know, tell your family I said hey and like, you know, see you around. Um, And it was like the floodgates opened, you know. He Mm -hmm. was just like... I have not stopped thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. And I was so jaded from dating at this time. I'm like, okay, Romeo, like pump the brakes, you know? <laughs> um, and, you know, just long story short, we ended up chatting for about three months until we saw each other for the first time again. And um, we're obviously both from the same um, hometown. So I saw him, gosh, this was like three or four Christmases ago when we were both in town and, we just, you know, all of a sudden, next thing I know, we're dating. And, um, <laughs> you know, we did distance for like a little over two years. I was still in L.A. He was back on the East Coast. And um, and we just got married this past December. And life is just, thank you. You know, it's just so funny. You really, you just really have no idea where life is going to take you, you know. And when you kind of like stop trying to take the reins and just trust and go with it. It's like just the craziest, coolest things happen. Yeah. What allowed you to go from being super jaded and maybe even closed off about the idea of even like taking the conversation further when he was like, I I can't stop thinking about you. Yeah. Was it intuition? What was it that was like, you know what? I'm going to allow some space here I'm gonna okay honest to, to god in. even my best friends no one has even asked me this question so it's so funny that you're asking this <laughs> um so we we literally just been you know communicating texting facetime and calling and he had asked a few times if he could come see me and I was like no hard no like no mm-hmm. way and I think you know he became a little frustrated you know fairly you know, yeah. I'm, you know, we're talking every day and he's like trying to see me and I'm all, nope, sorry. So he's like, all right, I think we just need to like take a break for a second and figure out like what we're doing. You know, he was basically like, I'm not calling, I'm not texting, you know, let's give it to the end of the week. And I, you know, I was like, all right, cool, fine, whatever, you know. And um, I woke up the next morning and he was the first thing that I, before my eyes even opened, like what I thought about, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Um, You know, kind (laughs) of like, you know, how my breakfast and I just had like this feeling in my core, like, Chels, you gotta, like, you gotta put away your attitude, you know, and kind of like, you are insane if you let this, you know, fly because you've been burned by so many people in the past. Um, And I called him that day before, you know, he headed to the field, the baseball field. And I was just like, hey, you know, like if, if we're going to do this, you know, this isn't like, you know, being across the country dating someone isn't just going to be for shits and giggles, you know, like, yeah, you know, if we're going to do this, like we're going to, you know, we're each giving 110%. So um, I think that was like my, where it clicked, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that he like pumped the brakes, you know, he's like, my time is valuable too. And I was right. like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is it all about me. Um, <laughs> so 
yeah, you know, uh, he just really pushed me to be like, are we in or are we out? And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, I'm, I am diving in, you know, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I think that's a very mature thing as well as each of you kind of had boundaries of like, for him, it was like, he knew what boundaries he had and he wasn't going to waste his time and you weren't going to, you know, go into a long distance relationship just for the heck of it. So I think having those boundaries from the very beginning, like boundaries are different than being closed off. 100%. And I think that was something at the time that I was very, very confused about. I feel like honestly, for most of my twenties, you know, I was like, what's the difference, you know? And when that clicks, you see the world and relationships in just a whole new light. And you're like, oh, wow, that's what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. So. so when it comes to the long distance thing, because this is also, I think, a point where people feel very passionately one way or the other mm-hmm. on their stance. Oh, until- I have heard all of it. <laughs> yep. And it's almost until like they're placed in that situation. It's like, oh, wait, I don't know. So for you, what what allowed you to have a healthy long-distance relationship? Um, I, gosh, I have so many things I could just, like, spit out. So I think that right off the bat, him and I really just wholeheartedly came from a place that we were like, there's something here. And him and I are just both a personality, like, we are either 100% in or 100% out, you know? Mm-hmm. So when both of us, you know, had a talk and we just knew that we were both in, there was really there was really nothing else to give but 110%. You know, a lot of people say, hey, you know, relationships are 50-50. And whether you're long distance or not, I completely disagree with that. I don't think it's 50-50. Like, why would I only give you half of myself or half of my effort or half of mm-hmm. my love? Like, you know, I think it is 110% plus. Um, yeah. And, you know, so we just really, we just got into our own routine and I'm not saying by any means, was it easy or was it fun? You know, there are so many nights, you know, and days where all I literally just wanted, you know, was just to be able to sit on the couch with him. And, you know, so it's not that long distance or rainbows and sunshine, but there are so many different ways to make it work. You know, like we, you know, things, the naked ear that you're like, Oh, that sounds so dumb. You know, like we would have dinners on FaceTime, you know, we just worked around each other's schedules just to make it work. And we always had, um, you know, a next trip planned, you know, something to look forward to. And, um, I also think when you have your own, your own thing going on, you know, your own self identity, um, I really almost became into such a routine of doing the distance that I was just, I was like, really? Okay. You know, I would go, you know, three weeks and just do my thing and pump out work and be with my girlfriends, you know, and then go see him and then come back and do it again. Um, So we just, we just navigated through the space and it really does, you know, make it so much more amazing when you are able to be together. You, cause you never, ever take that time for granted. Yeah. So then what was the transition like? You're you're in this routine of this long mm-hmm. distance routine and right. then all of a sudden you're <laughs> Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're not. It's the complete opposite. <laughs> so last May, so we got engaged last February, and then last May I made the big move from LA to Boston, which is where he's based during the baseball season. Um and you know, it's kinda it's kind of funny the way that it works out. Like with, especially with baseball, the guys are on the road a lot. So we, you know, so at the beginning it was still kind of nice because Mm -hmm. we automatically had like, okay, four days on and like three days away, you know? So it was like (laughs) nice to kind of like tiptoe, you know, into the transition. And now, you know, when he's gone for three days, like, oh my God, I miss you. And I'm like, how did we do that for so long? Um, You know, so the transition actually, it was really seamless. Um, you know, he's amazing at really making sure that, you know, like I'm comfortable and, you know, like there's room Mm -hmm. in the closet, you know, just like the little things that just really make a big difference. Um, so the transition really, um, I really don't have anything bad to say about, you know, a lot of people have been right when it happened, like, how is it, you know, with like, I'm like, it's great. Like we're good. Yeah. So, well, and so when it comes to if someone is like right now like up in the air trying to figure out mm-hmm. should I do this long distance thing is that in itself like maybe a red flag if you're not sure or would you say like there's other things to kind of consider like 
is my partner like are they as committed to this relationship as I am and that means like we should pursue this what would you say especially talking to your community and seeing what the other women in your community are going through yeah so ironically I feel like um long distance relationships are more prevalent than, you know, I kind of maybe thought, you know, I thought mm-hmm. there was like one or two of us. Um, and I've had so many girls reach out to me because I've written a lot of blog posts, you know, kind of like the misconceptions of long distance, you know, and like tips of how to get through it or, you know, little things here and there um, to scatter around for the girls who are in that position. Um, here's truthfully, here's my thing. I view it you, um, you just have to view it almost like a normal relationship, right? But if you're questioning the relationship purely because of the miles, then ask yourself, like, what about that is making you question? Is it because you can't bear to be without him? And is that because you're not secure with yourself? Or is that literally because you're, you know, you're just so obsessed and love him so much that you want to see him every day? You know, kind of, you just really understand, like, where those questionings are coming from, um, you know? Or is it that, you guys are just really short on funds and you, you know, you're not sure where the next plane ticket is going to come from. And like, so how is this going to work? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think there, there are a lot of different factors, but at the same time, you just got to kind of view it as like, this is a relationship period, you know? And if he was here down the street, would I still be having these same feelings? Um, you know, so just really, um, you know, I think it's different for everyone. I had actually done other long distance relationships that obviously just completely blew up in my face. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of like you I mean, for sure, without question, both people, just like in any relationship, have to be 100% committed or else it's not going to work, whether he's across the country and or down the street. Yeah, totally. And what's interesting is with all these things that come up, whether, and we didn't really touch on this but even like choosing your career path or Mm -hmm. dating or anything it's like the answer to all these things that we're trying to navigate is kind of in ourselves like we know we just have to kind of yeah cut off always know yep you just like gotta take a second I mean it's something that my dad has always told me that you know like if you write something down right or if you're really having this just like insane thought or you're feeling lost whatever it is give it three days so like because I'm such a pen to paper person, I will write you know a lot of things down on my bedside table and let it sit for three days. Come back in three days and see if I'm really still feeling that way. You know, so if I'm in a fight with a friend or if I'm like, should I or should I not send that email? You know, I'll give it three days. I sit on it for three days because sometimes I feel like so many of us just react purely on emotions. Yeah. And if you take those emotions away, that's not how you actually really felt you know, in the long run, or, you know, it's not worth it to explode or, you know, to jump to this conclusion or to take that job when you really didn't think about it. Um, you know, I feel like everyone's so kind of, you know, in our culture, in our generation, everyone's in this massive rush to get mm-hmm. to the finish line, but they don't even, they don't even know where the finish line is. They think they do, you know, and everyone is just running, but everyone's kind of running in circles, right? So like mm-hmm. taking that time to have this clear set visual whether it's a career or a relationship, et cetera, like to understand what you're working towards is going to make a massive difference in life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just slowing down. It's, it's so funny because we think we don't have time to slow down, but when we slow down, it's so much more expansive. It is so much more expansive. It's so much more powerful. It's so much more just like healthy, you know, mind, body, and soul, Mm -hmm. like, you know, taking a second, even if you have to set a reminder on your G calendar, you know, your Gmail calendar, like, Hey, from three to three fifteen, like I'm zoning out, you know, then yep. do that, you know, you have to yeah. like self-care is so freaking, freaking important that like, there's, there's no reason to not take care of yourself. Yeah. The other day I was eating lunch and I didn't bring my computer with me or my phone. And I literally just sat was it the there nicest by myself. Thing in the world? <laughs> yes, yes. It was incredible. <laughs> No, I know that feeling. You're like, oh my God, you feel like you're just immersed in this spa session, you know, and you're just sitting there by yourself. I was like, why don't I do this all the time? Yeah, no, I feel you, but it really is. It's just like those little things are like, you know, just put the phone down, like just put it down. Absolutely. Okay, so I love to wrap up these chats with two questions that I ask all my guests. So the first one is, what did your morning routine look like today? 
Um, well, I'm a pretty routine person, so basically it's kind of the same every morning. Um, I will always get up. I have a hot or hot water with lemon and cayenne pepper. I take my vitamins. I do a little face ice roll. Um, you know, depending on if Robbie is up or not, I usually honestly kind of base my workout schedule around that or else I probably will never see him. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I give myself just literally what we were talking about, I give myself some time and then I log on to my email and, you know, start going. Yeah. Awesome. And then the last one is what is your favorite lifestyle hack, tip or trick? It can be beauty, wellness, fashion, business, anything. Um, God, I love a good hack. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I incorporate so many of them into my life. And it's so funny when you were saying this question, I'm like, I know what I'm going to say and I don't. Um, I mean, like for me personally, a lot of people, and I'm just going off of some questions that I got this week, I've started to kind of post new workout videos on my Instagram story. And everyone's like, how do you stay motivated? Um, like my, I guess just like little hack is like, I always, always plan my workout schedule the week ahead of time. You know, I'll oh. sign up for classes and yeah. or get, you know, my account of my friend, whatever it is. So like, you know, cause if I already paid 30 bucks for a soul cycle class, like I'm going, you're going, you know, so like <laughs> yep. in my calendar, I always highlighted in yellow. So it stands out and like, so it's done, no excuses, you know? And I'm like, all right, well I can't, like I already signed up, so I got to go. Um, Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, Chelsea, where can everyone find you? So, yes, I would love to be able to chat with you guys and just be able to connect with you. So my Instagram is millennialmiss, and my website is themillennialmiss.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Chelsea. This was so much fun. I'm so sad that, like, the time's wrapping up. I want to keep talking. I know. We could just chat forever. I'm so glad that you had me on, and thank you so, yes. so much for doing so. Course. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.